Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. And this week, guys, you're going to have to help me because I really don't know the name of this week's song. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You you really do. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I really don't know the name of this week's song. I really don't know what you're talking about, Tracy. <laughs> Who's on see, first? It, it, what's on second? I really don't, I don't know, know how long we're going to drag this out for. <laughs> What is this week's song? Really don't know. Really don't know. Uh, see, you don't know either. I better look it up. Oh my gosh. Oh my Lanta. Third base. I think it's raisins. Is it raisins? So for this for those who don't know, this week we're discussing the song Really Don't Know. You make me wait for just a little while. I open up my mouth and yell. Why can't I call you on the phone? I really don't know. I'm on your phone. We're all alone. Why can't I call you on the phone? Aaron, what album is this on? Uh, it's got to be the, the demo tapes. Uh, bu- buck Naked. Yeah. <laughs> it is Buck Naked. <laughs> but did you know that it was not written by Steve and Ed? Or, well, it was written by Steve, but not Steve and Ed. Was it Steve? Correct. That wasn't Steve Duffy at that point. He would have been. No, it was not. No. Duffy didn't come along for another two I albums. bet you Tracy knows this one. I do. <laughs> you tell. It was written by Stephen Page. Actually, it was written by Scary Movie Breakfast. Scary Movie Bre- So Count Chocula. Yeah. Or Booberry. <laughs> Booberry wrote it. Booberry. Yummy Mummy. Yes. Fruit Brute. Frankenberry. <laughs> Frank so Scary Movie Breakfast was Stephen Page and <gasps> Jeff Poinsett. Jeff Poinsett. And it, yeah, actually, it's funny. As I looked up Jeff Jeff Poinsett this week, it kept bringing me back to the actor who was born like three or four years after the the Scary Movie Je- Breakfast, mm-hmm. Jeff Poinsett. And so I was like, no, that cannot be the same guy. He's too young. To, to have been that person. But yeah, this is the guy that, that did Scary Movie Breakfast with Steven um, and then was later performed on Buck Naked with Bare Naked Ladies. But the reason this song is so important, do you know why this song is so important, Heidi? This is like, um, I've been waiting to come to this song. I don't know. I really oh, you don't really know. don't know. <laughs> so this was the song that Ed went around the music camp Oh, singing. that's right. Oh, I did, I did read that. This was the song that that he had learned off from the tape, and went around singing. At which point, Cat Carolyn, Steve's future wife, heard him singing, pointed it out to Steve, and then Steve was like, "Hey, where did you uh, hear that?" He's like, "Oh, this this band, Scary Movie Breakfast." He's like, "Yeah, I know. That's 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 me." <laughs> Wow, so this is like uh, two bare naked ladies as all the way home was for Spinal Tap, like the real early, yeah. <laughs> early stuff. The Skiffle years. Yes, the Skiffle, the skiffle years. years. <laughs> that was a music nerd joke. You're welcome, Internet. <laughs> How are we going to blend? 
And no matter how far I looked on the internet, I went as far as I could. I could not find Scary Movie Breakfast version of this song. So I am asking anyone Ooh, out there the who has, out, yeah. for whatever reason, they happen to have the old tape of that. Please put it on in, online so we can hear Jeff and Steven singing the song originally. That would be sweet. Yeah, you know that, that somebody from like can't something somebody has it. Somebody. Oh, we know that Ed has it buried somewhere. But Ed, we know you have this tape going on the you, show. You know what's really interesting about this song in the breakdown, Aaron. <laughs> is it's in the same key as last week's song uh you stole my thunder (laughs) yeah it's we're back in g major uh there's even less ambiguity this time i would say one five four five one five four five one five four five one five four i have some thoughts on this too yeah yeah definitely you guys want to break it down break it down definitely please do (laughs) all right so heidi jump in if you need to correct me or want to want to elaborate on something so the intro- <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, this so the intro is recorded at about 120 beats per minute, but slows down, and then we change the song picks up, and it's closer then to about 180 beats per minute. In both cases, J.K. Simmons' psychotic music teacher from Whiplash would be enraged because they are both rushing and dragging. <laughs> <laughs> Just like last week, as Heidi said, we would seem to be back in G major. Our main progression is G major to D major to C major, back to D major, which would be one, five, four, five, and then back to one. Now, this struck me as instantly familiar, and not just because of the different combinations of one, four, five, as we mentioned, that are so present throughout pop and rock music, but in fact, a song from one of my favorite bands in the whole world. I've mentioned them probably more than any other band on this podcast. Anyone care to guess who it is? They, might be, they might be giants. That's right. They might be giants. Has a song called Anna Eng, and the chorus of that song ah. is not only one five four five. It's also in G major, so it's also G D C D. Hmm. I like that song better. <laughs> and I put I put frowny face in my notes. I like that song better, frowny face. But that's not to say that I don't like this song. It's bouncy and fun. Uh, the turnaround actually goes G to D to A minor, mm. and then G to D to A minor to C, which is very satisfying because you get a one, five, two, four progression, which is so lovely. And this progression is used in Sixth Avenue Heartache by the Wallflower. I just listened to the Wallflowers album today. Wow. I, well, I was like, I was, yeah, I was, that, that's so my funny. favorite song by the Wallflowers, Six Avenue Heart. I love that song so and much. I was recently lucky enough to see them perform with my sister and brother in law this past weekend, actually, and they did indeed play oh. that song. And I was, yeah, yeah, they, they put out a new album very recently, like last year, I want to say. So wow. they're still rocking it. Oh, I will also say, Jacob Dylan. Well, first of all, Jacob, we know you listen. Come on the show. Please come uh, on the show. Jacob Dylan, the older he gets, the more he sounds like his dad. It's I was going to say, because when when the that album came out in what, like 96? Yeah, it was mid 90s. It was mid 90s, because I remember listening to it when my daughter was born. And I remember going, 
I wonder how long it's going to take till he starts sounding like Bob. <laughs> oh, no. Sixth <laughs> Avenue, oh, heartache. Yeah. <laughs> and the same like line that was drawn on you. It was drawn on, on me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, that same exact chord progression. So I, I recognize that instantly. Uh, one of the things that the song does, oh, I actually, uh, I have to say, I like that song better too. <laughs> but I, still, I still like this song, Don't Kill Me, Internet. Uh, one thing this song does have in its favor are some wonderful vocal harmonies. I did thoroughly enjoy the harmonies here. Uh, I also enjoyed the tribute to the McKenzie brothers. I'm a huge Rick Moranis fan in particular. And I knew when I heard the line, Take Off to the Great White North, I was like, I know I've heard that. Take off to the Great White North, take off. Is a beauty way to go. Take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, eh? And uh, it was back in high school when I first heard that. Before I'd seen like Strange Brew or anything, ah. I was I was listening to the Doctor Demento show because of course I was, and they played that song with Getty Lee doing the the lead vocals, uh, which is the best. Take off, eh? Take off. Yeah, and I, I have to say, I like that song better than this. <laughs> but, but it's still very good. Uh, here comes the part. Yeah, here comes the part. Where the I Canadian like the National Anthem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. I would say anytime you're inviting a direct comparison to Getty Lee, you know, I mean, that's 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 really going on a limb, especially for a Canadian to do so. They've got some serious stones. So, like, I tip my hat to Stephen <laughs> for writing it and my hat to Ed for singing it because you're, you're going up against Getty Lee. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive. But yeah, overall, uh, I enjoyed it. It was bouncy. It was fun. You know, obviously, it's a very, very, you know, primitive uh, early demo with, with like probably like a four track or an eight track recorder and like whatever they have handy for mics and stuff. It's not going to ever be anything, you know, technically super impressive or whatever. And it's a pretty simple song. But like, you know, it's a competent song. And especially knowing how young they were when they wrote it, that's, that's impressive. And that's, you know, good job. Yay. Applause. <laughs> now, now, Heidi. Or Aaron, yep. do either one of you guys know who Nick Hayward is? Nick Hayward. The name is no. familiar. He's an English songwriter, and that's who the, Steven said that when they wrote this song, that's who they were kind of thinking of as they wrote it. I don't. I, I knew someone named Matt Hayward, but he was not a, a musician. <laughs> Hi, Matt. We know you listen. Come on the show. <laughs> No, I don't know Nick Hayward. Interesting. No. I'll, have to, I'll have to look him up. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, um, I've I've never heard of Nick Hayward, but the the type of music that I thought of when I was listening to this was very Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, again, the vocal harmonies are like really the star of the show here. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the, the strumming and the guitar are, are relatively simple, but for high schoolers, like, that would make sense. 
Um, yeah, and the fact that it's a, an original tune, you know, I mean, a lot of high school mm-hmm. kids are going to be struggling just to learn some some competent covers, you know, so that write an original tune, you know, again, I'm, I'm impressed, definitely. Absolutely. I concur. I concur. I concur, doctor. <laughs> I can it's interesting also, like, the way he decides to bookend the song. Like, you don't get a lot of songs that, like, you can almost, like, note for note and the way it's played take the the end of the song and put it at the very beginning and that it, it is a book well i think of the that. folksy kind of structure lends itself to that you know uh i mean and heidi actually i wanted to ask is there anything that you would add that i that i left out or anything that you had to say about the song musically or structurally no you were like that was pretty much it i was like okay you got the form of it is verse one verse two then yeah. you get the interlude chorus and then you've got the bridges take off to the right north best bridge <laughs> ever in the history mm-hmm. of bridges except for the golden gate or maybe the london bridge or the brooklyn bridge i don't know there are a lot of bridges um and then the outro which is just to be repeated the beginning but it all it like the whole brilliance of the song is adding in the takeoff section. I don't yeah. know oh, why. Yeah. That, that's when I started to really smile. Like I, I was like, I was that like is, that is like, it. Okay. But when I heard like, that, and you I know, like, they were just like screwing around playing oh, this yeah. stupid song, making up stupid lyrics that make really not much <laughs> sense and going, you know, what would be funny here. Take a, and just singing that with the chord progression because it works. <laughs> and uh, and uh, again, being our age and growing up with Bob and Doug McKenzie and a beer yeah. in a tree. Um, like there's so <laughs> many and strange brew, which always makes me laugh yeah. because oh, it's, yeah. this, it's basically Rosencrantz and Gildan Stern are dead. Like, yes. it's just, oh my, thank you for saying that. I told yeah, you. Um, I mean, come on. It's there are so many Hamlet Definitely references. A, a Tom Stoppard feel. <laughs> and it's Hamlet. Every there's so many references, but I love I think that movie is hilarious and I quote it all the time. Like <laughs> that's great. Like I gotta watch some Strange Brew again now. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. I the jelly donut dog bribing scene is my favorite, but <laughs> hey you hoser, I found a mouse in a beer, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, we found a dead mouse in her beer, eh? Let me get him. He was a free case. Like, so good. So good. That's my take. I the love song, it. Not so much, sure. but the rest of it, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, what do you think of this song? I like the song. I, like song. I, uh, I find it to be happy and bouncy. Um, uh, I like the high notes in the, the music. Um, it just brings, I uh, <clears throat> like a level of joy. Um, uh, the lyrics are simple and, um, it's just kind of generic as far as the song goes, but I like, I like the music of it and it's fun for me. I, uh, I wouldn't mind listening to this. Like if they're like, okay, let's redo this, um, and kind of, Put a little bit more band into it uh yeah, really yeah. yeah i liked the remake where they have the accordion i liked that yeah. a lot they made a remake of it already oh, i yes. didn't know that if you want to take a minute yeah. um it is in the the chat um i'm home you're home we're all alone why can't i call you on the phone
was at that show. You were at that show? Yeah, right, I was at that show. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Oh. My problem is that I get this song confused with Couldn't Care Less. Because really don't know, couldn't care less. Yeah. So we start reversing the lyrics. So I really don't know, like, or couldn't <laughs> care less. And even though it's not the same melodic line, it because it's the same syllabi- syllables, I like get them confused of which one is which. Yeah, I, I was finding myself doing that a lot this week as well. I'm like, no, that's not the right song. That's not the song we're going with. Which I, I, there's a lot of irreverence and careless and really don't know. So both of them in that way is kind of ma- matches up as well. Um, but one of the things that I kind of really liked about this is, Stefan, you were saying that it's fun and it's bouncy, which given the topic of the song is, is once again, it's early BNL right off from the start. Yeah. Well, scary movie breakfast, but really it's steve right from the very beginning going you know what here is this funny thing that's not funny like if you listen to the lyrics it's not a funny topic um but at the same time it just makes you really enjoy the song yeah so what's your take on the lyrics i mean what what do you think the meaning of it is all about uh steven's a cross-dresser yeah that's what it is (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I like to wear it with a skirt. <laughs> I mean, we do have that pretty early on, like it, it, <laughs> that that he does say that. I, that wasn't my take on it, um, but I know Aaron had mentioned earlier um, when we were recording um, a different episode that he he messed up his notes and. He was like, oh, the word non sequitur is what I wrote down to. He's like, oh, wait, no, that's next week. Um, And it's funny because Stephen's statements were that Nick Hayward, who he was trying to emulate Mm -hmm. in some ways, like try to base it on, writes a lot of non sequiturs for defied logic on a literal level. And that's what he was trying to do was kind of like evoke this nonsensical love song. And so I, I guess it got across pretty well because that's where he was going and that, and it drew that out in you. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's one of those, it's it, the structurally speaking, at least when you look at the lyrics, it's a little bit more like a poem than it's not as prosaic as, as you know, like a lot of other songs, you take something like uh, conventioneers, which is clearly like telling us a, a linear story, right? Right. This is this is not tell a on the story. other on end of the seesaw. You know, this is this is painting a picture with words. This is, uh, right. you know, randomly kind of well, not randomly. I shouldn't say that, but it's string together. Thoughts. I wouldn't even say it's painting a picture. It's painting an emotion yeah. with yeah. words. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean that, that until we get to take off to the Great White North. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, and that's the ultimate non sequitur. You know, at that point, that it's just completely shoots off on that tangent, which is. Uh, but you great. know what's funny is that's kind of an analogy for or uh, um, a metaphor for heaven, like yeah, the, t- great, the great white, white north. north. What is this thing that I call heaven? What is it doing here on earth? And it's a beauty way to go. When you it's say a it's a way, way to, go, to go, way to go is when people are like, "What a way to go!" When someone dies. Did you so say my right. name with a bit of a sigh? <clears throat> I'm home. You're home. I'm mm. all alone. Why can't I call you on the phone? Where is I this really thing know. that I call heaven? Yeah. Why can't Ooh, I call I, you I on just, the 
I just elevated this by like. I'll be okay in just a little while. I open my big yeah. mouth and yell. This just got like two tenths of a point kicked up a notch in, in my. For in me, my it's opinion. like it's 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 kind of like a, it's it's a call. Somebody died, or like it's a call out about what is heaven and 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 that sense. It's a loss. I I, I always kind of thought of it like that. I really don't know if heaven is real, like, and but I hope it exists. Yeah. And that's why it's kind of funny with Canada take off to the Great White North. Mm-hmm. It's a beauty way to go. Oh, see, I always took this. Who is this I, looking I, up your skirt while you're well, laying there in the I, casket? I've been to Montreal Whoa! a few times and met a few <laughs> angels, so maybe Canada is heaven, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you loser. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome for that one. Yeah. <laughs> but no. I go ahead. Go ahead, Stefan. Did I just blow your mind again? Yeah, I, I did. did. I know I did. I didn't say anything. Completely blew my mind. No, I, I love that take on the lyrics, Heidi. Honestly, that's like uh it, it totally made me reevaluate the song. Um because I, I think I was I was kind of interpreting, I mean, it still is very silly, <laughs> especially, you know, like they, they launch off on the tangent, but I, I think you're right. I think there's something a little deeper just beneath the surface there. Did you laugh? Did you cry? Did you say my, mm. maybe he's going, maybe he's dead? Yeah. Did you say my name with a bit of a sigh? That's what I think. It's like, I yeah. think you're absolutely like, he's dead and he's wondering, is Where there is this heaven? thing called heaven and why am right. I not there? What am I doing uh, still here I, on earth? Yeah. I had Who a is this holding my umbrella at the yeah. funeral? It's not me. And I open my mouth to yell and scream, but nobody can hear me because I'm dead. I see dead people. That's, that's I'm home. Wow. You're like home. I'm all turn. alone. Why can't I call you on the phone? I don't know. Like, hmm. Did you laugh? Did you cry? Did you say my name with a bit of a sigh? I really don't know. Wow. Now, see, I I have a completely different take on the song. Well, so wait, hold on. Are you saying that well, he's okay, a ghost? Wait, I'm wait, 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 no, no, to... I, I have one question. This is a very important question. <laughs> is he a ghost and he's using his non-corporeal uh, uh, power to look up this girl's skirt? Because what a... <laughs> wow. It's typical wow. Steven. I mean, come on. Yeah, that sounds, sounds like a teenager. Yeah. The Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> Always friendly, all right. Wait, okay, so Tracy, <laughs> wait, what's your what's your take? I thought that this song was very much about that teenage mm. moment of like really falling in, in interest with someone, not really love, but you like that that early on, like I really am interested in this person, like I I want to know more about them, but I'm scared out of my mind of what they're going to do, mm. and, and which comes to the line of I'm home, you're home, we're all alone. Why can't I call you on the phone? Did you hang up I mean, first? Can you do you have one, two, three? No, did you hang up? No, did you hang up? Yeah. Yeah. Love you more. <laughs> Love you more. Love you more. Like he doesn't even dare to call her. Like he he's like, I don't, I don't know why I can't call this person. I'm really cool, really interested in I who is it this person? Like why? That's like it, every that in every flux, movie about flux. a kid in the eighties where they're holding the phone receiver and then they just keep hanging it up because yeah. they're like, oh, oh yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. Kids today Which, don't know the strap. I was 
just gonna say that like kids today wouldn't understand this because yeah. like you could the only place you had a phone was yeah. at home was like the phone. you had to be home the they had to be home. and it was and in a main place in your house where everybody hear you. like it was in the living yeah. we didn't have phones in our bedrooms growing you, up like, if you no. had multiple phones like if you had one in your room but there was one on the wall in the kitchen someone could pick up and listen to your conversation yeah. <laughs> right and so the only way year. to do it the only way to call someone that you were interested in that you didn't know if they were interested in you was to wait till they were alone and you were alone Ooh, to be yeah. able to call good them. Call, good call. Good call, and then, they, then they get to that moment and he's like, and why can't I do I this really thing am? that I really want to do? I I really like it. Where did <sighs> Yeah, I, I could see it both ways. I and that's the way I kind of really thought about it at first. And then I started kind of really kind of just diving off the deep 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 end into it. But <laughs> I like the deep the deep look at it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what do you guys think that they're talking about though when when they're talking when he writes, you always wear it with a sense of style. I like to wear it with a smirk. I mean later on they play with it with with the words. Um, but what is what is the it that he's it's her skirt. like the relationship, the knowledge <laughs> of uh like I'm like, yeah, I got her, or like I'm I'm with her and she's all she's all cool about it. Oh. And then you but she makes him wait for something and he's really frustrated. So I open my mouth Ooh, and yell, oh, Yeah, God. that's probably true. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's a good observation. Nice. And I opened my big mouth and yelled, kind of reminded me of that song, uh, Something Stupid by Frank Sinatra. Oh, then, yeah. Then I go and spoil it all um, by saying something, something stupid, stupid like, like, I love, I love you. you. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, that is definitely something that happens in like teenage love or romance where you like, you admit your feelings and then the other person is like, I don't know how to feel about that. And then you feel completely terribly awkward for the next couple of weeks around them. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that's ever happened to me. I'm always super charming and successful with any romantic adventures that I go on. Definitely. Your ladies. The romantic adventures of Aaron Becker. <laughs> Best selling New York times novel. <laughs> Cause it's completely uh -huh. fiction. <laughs> By the way, it is completely inappropriate in any day and age, but especially today to go looking up someone's skirt. Yeah, yeah, I so thought that I was about an OBGYN. <laughs> I mean, he's got a point, Tracy. Unless it's your profession to do so. <laughs> yes. Unless you're being Unless paid to do that. Let's just bring it to consent. You need consent. Very important. <laughs> but it is a very 80s, 70s, 80s oh, yeah. thing. Like those classic, like all those, all those mad lad movies like porkies or whatever that came out and they the raunchy oh, raunchy yeah. comedies there was a lot of very inappropriate behavior that uh definitely would not fly and should well, not even fly. Then, like caddyshack i just watched again yeah. a few weeks ago and i was like oh my god yeah it's yeah. a little, little wincy sometimes you're like like when you're watching Ooh. bill murray and he's like the stuff he says about the old ladies on the golf course oh yeah like, so are we saying that this song is about the caddy in Caddyshack? <laughs> oh, Lord. The one that wants the girl but doesn't really know how to approach her? And yeah. I don't know, but I do know that the Dalai Lama blessed me. 
So I got that going for me. I got that nice. going for me. <laughs> okay, Ty. <laughs> I Those of you that didn't listen to the show last week, you're probably a little yeah, confused. People are pretty lost right now. Oh, I think even the people that listened to last week yeah. are a little confused. Where is this thing that I call a podcast that makes sense? <laughs> I, I, I think they're saying that they really don't know. They really Where don't know. Where is this thing called podcast? <laughs> and I really enjoy Stephen and Ed scatting at the end of the song. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, it's like all the way home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the song as a whole. I thought it was pretty cool. So, as far as the lyrics, I didn't understand any of it, but I like the ghost theory. That's fun. Yeah. There's a TV show called Ghost. Yeah, I thought that was pretty and fun. It's really fun. <laughs> so, um, why don't we discuss the live version? We, we, we. Some of us have actually heard the live version now um, from 2004, um, where they actually bring in the accordion. Uh, so they have the real backup. I think I have, have all... the bootleg of that on on a cassette somewhere. Actually, I think wow. I do. Yeah, I would love to hear that. I mean, I, I I listened. I saw the the video of the live version, or I guess it's really just the audio. But like, I think I have the bootleg of the show. If I recall, that might have been the one. I don't... let me check. I, I gotta look into the archives. Was, that, was it Mansfield, Massachusetts? Yeah. Mm. I saw them. I don't even know how many times. I really don't know how many times I saw them in Mansfield. Yeah, I I like <laughs> that 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 take. I like that uh, recording yeah, because it, it, like Stefan said, it's nice to hear it rounded out with more instrumentation and yeah, hear it more more fully fleshed out. It's just because um, I think with the problem with judging a song like this with the recording being so like so primitive and and so old and so like that, it's like. It's never gonna. It's really hard to compare it to something that was done, you know, in in a in a fully fledged like studio with state of the art equipment and stuff like that. You know, it's it's hard to be like, oh man, it, no matter how how good the core of the song is, it's hard to judge it next to something like say something like Ian or um, Brian Wilson, Enid or Brian Wilson or something like that. You know, where they they've got the benefit of you know their recording contracts. <laughs> Right, and they have the time, and they've taken the, right. they have the backups, and yeah. And not to mention how young they were. So I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard for it's going to be a difficult deliberation for me to score this one. I also like in that live version. It's great that they give a little bit, bit of a shout out, but at the same time, in a funny way to to Jeff Punset. Because, because it goes, "Did you say my name?" with a bit of a sigh, and then afterwards, if you're listening, they go. Jeff. <laughs> Did you laugh? Did you cry? Yeah, yeah. Did you say my name with a bit of a sigh? Nice. <laughs> Which is wonderful because later on when they're doing the rounds and they're they're playing around with doubling up the lines. Because they say, did you say my name with a bit of a sigh, but afterwards they line up, who is this looking up your skirt? There's a five-second pause, and it goes, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
I'm like, that's wonderful. That's just great. Jeff probably would appreciate that. Yeah. Another line they couldn't do today, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be frowned upon. Jeff would be like, no, don't, don't do that to me. Don't. <laughs> And I do like how they they say to the audience, like, everyone sing the Canadian National Anthem. <laughs> oh, Canada. Um, Take off. Yeah, that's a, the, the true National Anthem. Right. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was YYZ. <laughs> Tom Sawyer. Uh, no, but um, is there a trouble with Tracy for this song? Oh, thank you. Oh, man, I love that riff so much. The, the oh, drums my God. Well, because it's the Morse code for YYZ. Yeah, yeah it's so brilliant. <laughs> Amazing. Neil Peart was a genius. Oh, Neil Peart. It's, I don't know. There's very few drummers. Neil Peart, we know you candle. don't listen to this show, but don't. <laughs> but do please come on anyways. Well, wait, who? <laughs> Well, I said Neil I believe, Pert. We uh, know you really don't listen well, to the show. Dead. Please, that might on. be difficult. He's dead. So is Alex. Well, well I mean, Alex we're talking Lifeson about ghosts. Too, What's that? Isn't Alex Lifeson dead too? Oh, oh, I hope not. But yeah, maybe. Um, I I know that he was on Trailer Park Boys a few years back. But I mean, you know, you know, uh, I'm trying away. to remember because was it Alex? Well, he, both. They, no, he's still alive. He's still so alive. much tragedy in that band. Alex Lifeson's still alive. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, didn't Neil like? Didn't he lose his wife? Yeah, there's a lot. Of, yeah, a lot oh, of where'd you go? That bed. <laughs> yeah, there's been some bad <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, no, he he lost her. Like he put her down somewhere, and she fell between the cushions of the couch. She couldn't <laughs> oh, find. Oh no, no, no! Oh, like in the I'm car. So sorry about that. Yeah, oh, apologies goodness. all around. <laughs> Anyways, is, is there trouble with Tracy for this song? <laughs> there, there is not actually a okay. trouble with Tracy okay. for this song because I, I just that's I sigh. like this song. Did you say a name in that song? I did. Tracy. <laughs> I, I really, I think the only trouble I have with this song is that it really didn't get a chance to be fleshed out. Yeah, you know, totally. yeah. I would love to have heard um, like a full studio version of this at some point with mm-hmm. the whole band playing. Definitely. Yeah, I like, and I, I like Fletcher. And I would have loved to have seen yeah. Jeff like join them on stage at one point so, at, at a performance and just join them. To Can do I that. Yeah. say how awesome it must be though for a group to have? Because um, you know they were huge Rush fans. We saw that. Oh, in yeah. Grade nine. And we heard that in grade nine with the the um, limelight solo. Is oh, it yeah. limelight? That's the the drum solo that. I believe so. Da-da, da-da. Oh, Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Sorry, right, I get right. those confused sometimes. Uh, but then to have Getty Lee, like, yeah, <laughs> I'll totally sing "Take Off to the Great Way North" and be awesome. <laughs> it's just my thought. <laughs> Agreed. Good thoughts well, with Heidi Walsh. While we are having these good thoughts, why don't we switch over to some ratings and see how many good thoughts we have about this oh, song. I think we should rate it. Um, oh my gosh, I had the rating idea. Hold on. Well, I, how many Haley I wanted, Joel I, I wanted to come up with... <laughs> he sees dead people. <laughs> I was going to go with how many scary movie breakfasts just because oh. it's the only time we'll ever get to use it. 
No, I would. Oh, there was something. Give Heidi a second. I, I want to hear Heidi's pitch. Oh my gosh, it was right, and I should have just written it down. Oh, and I didn't write it down. It's going to occur to you just before you fall asleep. It is. It is. And it's going to be amazing. Oh, well, I lost it. So I guess we'll have to go with whatever sorry movie, scary movie breakfast. Sorry uh, movie breakfast. Progressing in eight. Whatever sorry, lame ass <laughs> thing that Tracy sorry came movie up breakfast. with. Frankenberry's <laughs> breakfast. Ooh. Well, how many scary movie breakfasts or soggy movie breakfasts do you give this song? Uh, why don't I hand it over to Stefan first, since he's already rated it. Gosh darn it. Well, let's see if I'm consistent. Let's I've, see how accurate it, he is. I've rated it uh, outside of the podcast, and I told Tracy about it, and um, kind of my breakdown of it. I like the song. I like the beat. I think it's fun, happy. I would put it on my playlist and listen to it uh now that you guys broke down the lyrics it's uh uh it's just it's so, it's so steven kind of up his alley you know it's like always something upbeat and fun then he like layers it with some kind of like relationship angst or something um or something dark and it's like all right yeah i should have expected something like that um I like the song. Uh, I think it's fun. I can't remember why I ranked it though. Um, I think I, I think I Wait, went. You like, really don't know? <laughs> no, I don't know. I have no idea. I do, but it's oh in my, front of me. Oh my god! I, 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 I lose my train of thought from one moment to the next. It's like I'm amazed you guys remember the names of these performers and like all this music <laughs> stuff. I, I can't. I can't do it. I, I can't remember. You know, we're dorks. Yeah, we're super yeah. dorks. We're super yeah. dorks. That's true too, I guess. Super dorks. <laughs> but no, I, I think uh, I think I ranked it. In yeah, the it was the ATM. I think it did like uh, three point seven five or something like that for this song. Because was I good? Am I? That was damn close, sir. Yeah. Like 3. you, you gave it a three point eight, but okay. three point seven five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's some so, precision for you. Consistent, uh, you know. I'm not losing my mind that badly, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. But yeah, I like the song. I thought it was a great song, you know. And um, the only thing that I thought thought that was lacking is a little bit of refinement, you know. Yeah. Put a few Definitely. more instruments in there. Um, maybe yeah. tone uh the lyrics to work a little bit better. Maybe I don't know, but um, I thought it was great, you know, all, as a whole. I like the song. Why don't we go with Aaron? Well, unfortunately, I think I'm going to be drinking the haterade on this episode. <gasps> um, I don't now. To be to be clear, to be fair, I do not hate this song. When I say haterade, I just mean I think I'm going to be the lowest ranking uh, score for this song. You know, overall, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, guys. It's certainly not a bad song. Um, and knowing how young Stephen was uh, and Jeff when they wrote it, that is very impressive. But judging it by its own merits against some, frankly, absolutely beautiful songs like Powder Blue, Brian Wilson, Enid, I just yeah. can't see myself reaching out to listen to Really Don't Know like anytime soon. Like if it came on, I, I don't think I would skip it. 
uh, but I don't think I'd really seek yeah. it out. And I think the, a big problem with it is the recording quality because, uh, you know, that's what I do. I'm an audio engineer. Nothing irks me more <laughs> than like a poor quality recording. Like I went to, um, to see Radiohead in 2001 at Suffolk Downs in Boston, and it was an amazing show. Their performance was out of this world. And I was able to get a hold of like a decent recording, but even that was like pretty bad quality. And like, I don't listen to it ever, even though the, the performance was amazing. Cause like, it just irks me. I can't concentrate on the song when I'm like, oh, it's just, there's all this noise and there's, it's not mixed and there's no stereo balance. <laughs> I can't like, that's, that's where I go off the rails, Stefan, where I, my mind is just spinning because I can't, I can't shut that part of my mind off. So like when I listen to this, <laughs> I, I, all I can hear is the the hiss and the static and like the, yeah. the, the it's like, that. oh man, it, it just ruins it for me, which is unfortunate because it is oh. a solid song. It's certainly not a bad song. Like I said, I did. And here's the thing. Originally I, I had given, I was going to give this a 2.5 an average rating. But the thing is in talking with you guys first, it made me, you know, consider again, I was like, well, you know, I try not to make considerations for, for circumstances and say like, you know, I'm just going to judge a song purely on its own merits, but Knowing they wrote this as teenagers, it is impressive. And that knocks a couple of like tenths of a point up for me. So that'd be a 2.7. Then once I started discussing, once I started discussing the, uh, the lyrical content and Heidi brought up her like afterlife theory, that made me really appreciate it on a, another level a little more. So that was another couple tenths of a point up. So that'd be 2.9. And <laughs> then when Tracy sent a live version that had more instrumentation on it, uh, it made me think, wow, this could really be something that I could really like if I, I really wish that it was a fully orchestrated <laughs> studio quality, excellent recording of this. So I'm going to bump it up a tenth of a point for that, which means I will give really don't know 3.5 scary breakfast cereals. I'll give it a Ooh. Count Chocula, a Frankenberry and a Yummy Mummy out of five. <laughs> yummy Mummy. A mummy who is fruit <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You know, I, I'm, I'm the same way as far as can't get out of a certain yeah, mindset. Yeah, I get locked in and thing. it's like, I can't escape. Yeah, yeah I yeah. totally understand that. Totally understand that. I obsess about certain things. What about, what about you, Heidi? Well, for me, this is, it's, it's silly. It's funny. Um, I love the takeoff part, but it's, again, it's the demo tape it's yeah. you know it's it's demo tape yeah. quality i would have liked to see hear this come on a later album and revised you know and and do because it is a it's a you know it's an original song so but it's not maybe it wasn't because it was steve and somebody else so they never brought it forward um but i i'm gonna give this a 3.2 because it's fun and I like okay. the takeoff part, but but it's definitely not in the the ranking. So I'm I'm not an outrageous hater. No 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 no. Three point two. Three point two. Um, sorry, soggy movie breakfast. <laughs> so, sorry <laughs> and soggy movie breakfast. <laughs> sorry, soggy movie breakfast. <laughs> the the scary movie breakfast has sat around in the milk a little bit yeah, too long. Yeah, it's got long. a little soggy. Oh, it's a little too old. <laughs> How about you, Tracy? <laughs> Um, I, I think as hidden gems go, this is higher on the hidden gems ranking. Um, you know, if you're going to dig back and find stuff that like, you're like, I've never heard that before. Oh my gosh. I've never heard this. 
this is up on the upper end of that for me. Um, I really would have loved to have heard them do another version yeah, of this for fair. the Stop Us If You've Heard This One Before rarities. Um, this is a rarity. Like, this is uh, uh, authentically when I bought the rarities album, this is the kind of stuff I was listening for and wanting. Um, the laugh at the end of it really makes me feel good. I know that it's it's not professional, no, but I like that fun. these guys are yeah. having fun. Um, and since it's a raw kind of original take, then I like that. I really like the live version where Steve and Ed swap the 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 harmonies and the leads. It it just feels right because you know <laughs> Steve is the one who helped write this, so I feel like he should be the lead on it. Um, and, and it it just kind of fits his vocal style, I think. Um, it's raw, but Teenage Me would have totally been behind this song. I have to give this a 3.6. Whoa. Oh, nice. Very nice. Nice. So we're all kind of in the same grouping, which is yeah, which is great. I mean, we're pretty much right it's there. Not yeah, bad. especially you know, for a song that is on yeah. a rare, is very rare. It's so. not bad. It's not bad. We're all very cool. cool. I mean, really, this was written before I before if I had a million dollars. This is like the earliest BNL type song, the earliest Steve Page song that we have, um, because we don't have the scary movie Breakfast, so we don't know the other songs that were on it. This is it. This is the earliest Steve we have, and to get a three point five average yeah, for his earliest yeah. is really impressive. So. I have to I have to give him credits for that. I mean we are going to go back again next week and listen to another song on this. I don't know how if it's going to hold up quite as well, but next week we're going to listen to Roadrunner. Roadrunner. Nice. Beep beep. This this little monster here just tried to trip me. My cat just tried to kill me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, My cat is so cute. Yeah, I is, is your cat like like a coyote and i haven't it's listened to that to... in a long time so <laughs> um and also the appearance for this week is also a nice little hidden gem i thought it was apropos that we we cover it this week as our appearance it's a song that we won't be covering because they never officially recorded oh. it um but Ooh. they used to play it live in the early days often and as a matter of fact, I, I looked and I couldn't find, I mean, my my notes for this podcast are easily 100 pages long. Um, so when I go back and I remember something, I'm like, oh, that's right. What, where is that little tiny factoid that's deep down? Even doing a search in my, my computer, it doesn't like me doing this. Um, but this, <laughs> the, they came up with a rhythm and a sound while covering this song that they later uh, used to build off one of their own songs okay. i don't remember which one it was but the the song rio her name is them rio, covering rio. On the <laughs> it is absolutely wonderful to hear them do it it's not different it's not original what how they do it but it's just wonderful to hear them covering it and having fun with it and i like to hear that and so yeah. the the version I, that I'm going to put online is them doing it when they were on Ships and Dip. 
um, Ships and Dip 5 just before Steven left, so it's them at their latest. Um, and it's, it's just a lot of fun to watch them do. So, well, I look forward to listening to that, that version. And, seeing and that's that's that. it. Like, ne- next week, come back and listen to another deep, deep dive with Roadrunner. Roadrunner. Um, meet, meet. Italy's <laughs> after you. Me, me. <laughs> well, we'll see you next Goodness. week. We'll yes. See you next time. <laughs> yeah. I'm Bye, me, me. Later, bro taters. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget. No regrets. Except maybe one. Jelly donut coming, eh? Jelly, Jelly donut, donut coming. <laughs> the extent of my talking next week is just going to be me, me, Molson, if you want to sponsor us, reach out to us, please. Right. Ooh, yeah. Elsinore Brewery. <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.